Creating a vision, seeking our passion Great cat, compassion, fashion Made in the US, eco-friendly High quality without getting all spendy We create the best, bringing it to you Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store Gravecat.com for more With the City Business Advantage Platinum Select World MasterCard, you can turn staplers and more into a new adventure when you earn American Airlines Advantage miles on all your business purchases, from office supplies to airline tickets to car rentals. Find out more at city.com slash fly. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Consult the Sage. I am your host, M.V. Sage, and I am a certified life coach, a self-help book author, and a professional Reiki practitioner. And I'm here today to give you guys the lowdown on how to do well as an entrepreneur, but also do good in the world like the Ben Franklin um, saying that is attributed to him, how to, about doing well by doing good. And today we have a really fascinating guest. His name is James Lucas, and he is the founder, owner, and operator of GrapeCat.com, which is an online vegan clothing store. And um, he's really got a fascinating take on how to... Merge your passions for helping others and and doing good in the world with actually running a successful business. And um, before we begin, I would love to give a shout out to our sponsor, <laughs> GrapeCat.com. GrapeCat is an online vegan retail store carrying all of your fashion needs from t-shirts to coats and wallets to duffel bags and everything in between. Grape Cat prides itself on carrying eco-friendly and U.S.-made merchandise. Thank you for dressing compassionately. GrapeCat.com, everyone. Check it out. So the very first thing I want to do today is talk a little bit about doing well by doing good. And again, there is a difference between doing well and doing good, and there's also a great way to incorporate both of those things into any business model. Now, doing well, I think we all understand what doing well is. Essentially, um, in the business world, that is making money, having a lot of business. Uh, also, it can mean simply realizing the passions that you have, enjoying your job, making the vision that you have for yourself come to life. And doing well can incorporate all of those things. Basically, all it is is meeting the goals that you set for yourself, whether it is financial, um, whether it is sort of fulfilling a niche in the business world. 
many ways to define doing well. I'm going to leave your definition of doing well up to you. Doing good is different. A lot of people get them confused, but doing good is actually about doing good for others. Um, other people, in, in Great Cat's case, for animals, um, for the world, for the planet, for any any people, any entities, any cause that you feel is important, that helps others, and that makes the world a better place. That's doing good. And a lot of people don't realize that doing good, while it certainly can and I think should be done out of out of the, that good place inside of you, the goodness of your heart, while that is such a vital, important thing, a lot of people feel that you cannot mix business success with moral, ethical success, with helping other people. And I'm here to tell you that's completely incorrect. Of course you can merge both of those things. And in fact, businesses that have a... A, a, a moral or ethical passion or a need or a desire and, and, you know, a direction toward helping others, those businesses can be just as successful and, in fact, in many cases, even more so. And so what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about that with you today. So as an entrepreneur... Um, we will often have needs from the community that we serve. But it's important to understand that you need to give back in order to complete that cycle. Um, corporate social responsibility is um, something I learned about in marketing class not too long ago. And corporate social responsibility is a big big deal. Even if you're a small business, if you were a tiny little corporation, that's okay. You still really should get into the business of doing good as you are doing your business, doing well. And with using your your time, your expertise, the products that you make, you can actually do good and do well at the same time. And as I said before, a lot of research has shown that businesses that incorporate this corporate social responsibility and good citizenship into not just the business plan, but the culture of the company and make it truly a part of doing business with that company, there will absolutely be a return on that investment. People as consumers like to do business with companies that seem to be in line with their own personal values. That is why so many products that center around certain aspects make us happy when we when we purchase them. 
No, that's why people like Starbucks with the fair trade coffee. That's why people love to buy Toms. I've never actually bought a pair of Toms, but they look very comfortable. And when you buy a pair, they donate a pair to someone in need. How great is that? And they're wildly successful. Same thing with Starbucks. I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I don't know a lot about Starbucks. I don't drink Starbucks. Uh, I'm more of a Dunkin' Donuts fan myself. Actually, I'm a very passionate one. But, <laughs> but I do know that in the beginning, Starbucks was really, really um, up in everybody's face about the fair trade coffee. And, you know, I find that to be admirable. I think that it's also a great business decision to show people what it is that you're passionate about and then share it with others. Let them know what you're doing. People love that. They like to feel good that their purchasing power is actually being used in order to underscore the principles by which they live. And it also makes the people at the company, i.e. you, if you are a small business, feel great too. And it makes you look and feel great and help other people. It's like there's no real downside to trying to do some good as you're doing well. And in fact, there can be a lot of really positive repercussions about that as well. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play this interview for you guys that I did earlier this week with James Lucas of Grape Cat. And let me tell you, this is a man who lives his passion and who is very passionate about how he lives. His store is called GrapeCat.com, and it is, as we said earlier, it is an online vegan clothing store. He has been in business for a number of years now, and honestly, he really cares about what he's doing. He really wants to make a difference in the world and cut down on, or, or not someday, if, if not someday, eliminate animal suffering and, and consumption of animals and the, uh, the products that we get from them. Honestly, I find that to be very, very admirable and very seemingly difficult, I think, for people who aren't really part of that lifestyle. But we had a great talk, and he really helped me learn some some very interesting ideas about not just how to run your business based on your own personal convictions, but also how to make a change that feels huge that you really want to make and how to kind of inch toward that that particular way of life. And you guys are just going to love him. He is so compassionate and and really well-spoken and really interesting, too. You're going to like this story. So here you go. James Lucas of GrapeCat.com. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. MV Sage here, and I have a fabulous guest for you today to hear, uh, hear his story. This is James Lucas from GrapeCat.com, and GrapeCat is an online vegan retail store that sells clothing for men, women, and kids, and they also do some great accessories and stuff. So, James, are you there? I'm here. Hi, James. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, just even though I did just tell everyone what it is <laughs> that you do and who you are, can you tell us in your own words um, who you are and what you do? My name's James Lucas. I'm the owner of GrapeCat.com. 
We're an online vegan clothing store that carries everything from t-shirts to coats and wallets up to duffel bags. Uh, everything's vegan. We try to find things that are recycled, uh, fair trade. Oh, nice. But everything on the side is vegan. Okay. So, and we also try to find things that are uh, USA made, which we found this oh, great fabulous. recycled bicycle tires mm-hmm. that are um, made into wallets and bags and backpacks. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. I saw that on the site. That's That was awesome. That was so cool. Yeah, they're great products. We've had really good luck with the wallet, the men's mm-hmm. wallets. Men's just totally, you know, the, men don't like to shop, so they like to find <laughs> a good wallet and just keep on holding oh, it on forever. Yeah, absolutely. And with the, <laughs> and with the bicycle tires, they're, they really um, last a long time. I've had mm-hmm. mine about five years, and it looks brand new. So that's we've had really a lot of great. That. That's, yeah, that's really cool. Because the thing is, I'll tell you, I know. You know, wallets, they're typically made of leather, but um, my experience with vegan leather and, you know, various leather alternatives, sometimes they crack and they get nasty really quick. But I would imagine that bicycle tires are, you know, that's rubber and that's really meant to take a beating. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great product. I I love it. Um, That's great. I haven't seen any cracking in any of our other products because mm-hmm. we do carry the vegan collection and that mat. Mm. And both of those, I've never seen cracking. Okay. So the products are definitely getting better than what we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Like something like, I mean, I'm 39. I remember like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things are definitely, definitely moving in a better direction than they have been in the past. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So I've got to ask you, I've, um, I've never asked this question before, uh, um, but I am compelled. This is a two-part question. <laughs> Can you tell me about some of the jobs that you've had before establishing GrapeCat.com and what inspired you then to strike out on your own? Uh, I've been a graphic designer for 22 oh, years. Okay, okay. Um, I always wanted to own my own t-shirt line mm-hmm. so in the in the 90s i started designing surfing t-shirts okay and that went that went pretty well um but i started to realize that uh, becoming vegan there's not a lot of products for us mm-hmm. and it's not easy to get your hands on everything's online so yeah. the original idea for great cat was to open a store Mm. But the investment is quite large. Oh, God, so yes. So we started online, yeah. but we also do veg fest. So, oh, okay. Um, last week we were in, uh, two weeks ago we were in D.C. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, um, this October 17th, we'll be, I'll be in Raleigh, okay. North Carolina. And then on October 24th and 25th, I'll be in Boston, oh, and November 7th, I'll be in Tampa, and the 21st of mm-hmm. November, I will be in Miami. Oh, and my then gosh. in December, we'll be back in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So you've just been like, you're going to be all over the place for the next few months. That's that's yeah. really great, though, and because... Then it'll, yeah. then it'll start all over again next year. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
that's that's cool though because it you know it kind of helps you get to you know get to see the country and the country gets to see you and you know you probably really really can connect a lot with your with your audience I think that way uh, well, and yeah really don't have a chance to get their hands on some of these products because they're yes. not widely available mm-hmm. so this has really given them a chance to actually see the products and purchase them right there. Yeah. That's really fabulous. Have you always been vegan, or did you have a do you have a story about how you became vegan? Yeah, um, I, I when I was working at Dow Jones as a graphic designer, mm-hmm. and I met this guy, and he was he was vegetarian, but okay. During our lunches, he would start to talk about the food we we're eating, mm-hmm. and I. I started to realize I had a disconnect between my love of animals. Like, I would never think mm-hmm. of hurting an animal in my life. Yeah. I, I, I never liked hunting. I never really liked fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was eating meat, and it started to get into my head that, wait, I'm, by buying meat and purchasing this stuff, I'm mm-hmm. roundabout way hurting animals. Yeah. So I, I became vegetarian, and... I was vegetarian for about eight years, hmm. and then I got it into my mind to start a vegan supper club, and what this became oh. was, um, what this became was that as all of us vegetarians came together for these potlucks and we met other vegans, uh-huh. we started to realize we're, we're still harming animals by, um, you know, consuming milk and dairy right. and cheese, so it's silly you know, we just should become vegan, and it allowed us all, a large group of us to become vegan all at once. Oh, wow. And so now our membership is at 425 people. That so is so huge. Yes. I, yeah. I was going to say, you have a, a supper club of over 400 people. Where do you all eat? <laughs> well, I mean, because it's a meetup. Oh, you okay. Know, we, we, we have different events. There's obviously a core um, membership that shows up to okay. the monthly things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but it also allows people to know when veg fests are in the area, mm-hmm. when, when like, Woodstock Farm Animal uh, is having a Thanksgiving. So, you know, we have a meetup for people to go up there and meet. Uh-huh. And we have camping trips. We have game night. So we have a lot of oh, ways okay. for people to participate. Wow. Okay. So there's all kinds of social things you can do and, and different ways to, to connect. That's, that's really great. So what would you say to someone who is just starting out in the vegan lifestyle? What kind of advice helped you in the beginning when you were making that change? Um, it would really help is just making small changes. Okay. You know, like, okay, I'm not, I really don't consume milk, so that's an easy one to cut out, uh-huh. or eggs, or, you know, I would just, if you're not ready to go full in, which is really difficult, because you get frustrated when yeah. you start to learn how many things have animal products in them, yes. I would just take it <laughs> step by step, and just, you know, slowly weed out the things that you like, and find the alternatives to the things you do want. Okay, that's actually... That actually makes a lot of sense because, you know, it really does seem like 
the kind of thing. I mean, I've had to cut out a lot of different things and, you know, I'm still transitioning from, you know, one type of lifestyle into another. And, um, yeah, slow and steady is definitely the way to do it. And sometimes you get stuck on a, on one step and that's okay. You just kind of have to push yourself a little bit through it or, you know, stop where you're comfortable and sort of plan your next, your next move. <laughs> so yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, being vegan now is so easy. There's, there's nothing you eat. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're a meat eater, there's nothing you eat now yeah. that can't be switched over really easy. I mean, there's vegan, yeah. you know, chicken breast and there's mm-hmm. vegan chicken nuggets and there's sausage and there's, there's vegan tempeh bacon. So yeah. a lot of the stuff is really easy to switch over. Dairy, you, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's hemp, there's there's uh, soy, there's almond, there's oh, yeah. cashew milk. Yeah, cashew you know, milk, I'm a big fan. Milk. <laughs> yeah, you're so, definitely right. There are all kinds of alternatives out there right now that, I mean, this is the best time, in my opinion, <laughs> to, to make changes because uh, technology and with people sharing information on just how to make certain things. I think that the whole, the whole vegan food arena is such a different landscape than it was even even ten years ago. Yeah, new things are always coming out, definitely. So, to our entrepreneurs out there, and we have a lot of them who who are interested in the show, I would love to hear what advice you would give to someone who's trying to start their own small business. Um, I would definitely do your research. Okay. Um, I would definitely use SCORE mm-hmm. to get your business plan together. Okay. Uh, SCORE's uh, a free service provided by the government mm-hmm. that hires uh, retired executives, mm-hmm. and they'll kind of coach you and put you on the right track. Okay. And and because it's free, you can take advantage of it all you want. And, you know, if you need a little bit of coaching or you need a lot of coaching, they're there yeah. to help you. That's and I great. found that really a great service. That is awesome. I've heard of it. I've I've never used it, but I've, you know, <laughs> I've thought about trying it for a really long time. But now I have to do it. So, guys, if you're out there, I know you're out there listening, score, check that out. That's a really good piece of advice because... I remember when I first started my <laughs> my small business, I I would have I, I had no idea and I would have really loved to get some advice and you know, we all learn as we go, but yeah, having a mentor is so so helpful for anyone who's starting out. What aspect of Yeah. yeah. Oh I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> oh no, no, no. No, I mean I agree. I made a yeah. lot of ex- uh uh a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. that cost me a lot of money. So yeah. instead of making money and reinvesting that money into the company, it was being mm-hmm. wasted on things that really weren't producing money. And if I would have did, did a business plan and understand where I was going, mm-hmm. the company would even be more successful than it is now. Well, that's okay. You still have a lot of years left. <laughs> To make yeah. it happen. So, you know, and honestly, sometimes making those mistakes in the beginning 
or, you know, even in the first, you know, half of your business's incarnation is, is a really good thing. You know, I love to look at mistakes as learning opportunities. And, you know, if you hadn't learned from them, think about where your business would be now rather than, <laughs> rather than, oh, I could have been so much bigger if I had never done this. But yeah, if you hadn't I learned mean, from it, it would not be as good. <laughs> yeah, the hardest part is yeah. just starting. So yeah. That's what everyone that's, says, and it's true. Yeah. I, I agree with you completely. Now, I would love to know, because um, I know that you started out um, basically just in T-shirts, and you've built into uh, your your inventory now covers so many different things. What can we look forward to seeing from Grape Cat in the future? Uh, what, new products? New products, or even if you guys have new projects that you're working on, or, you know, you said that you do you do veg fests all over the place. I'm just kind of interested in in where you see, I guess, what direction you see Grape Cat going in the future. Yeah, um... Well, we're definitely, I know for next year, we're planning to go to Pittsburgh and Chicago for some veg fests. Awesome. We'll definitely do some of the bigger veg fests that we had success at this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the New England veg fest was great for us and the Buffalo veg fest. Uh-huh. So we'll definitely be doing that. Uh, we're waiting for my daughter to graduate from high school. Okay. And then we're trying to... Uh, our ultimate goal is to open a store. It is still mm. our goal to open a store. That would be awesome. So, yeah. And we get asked about it all the time. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive to open a store, but so I, I I feel you. That's like a that's like a dream come true. And I'll tell you, we we wish you guys the best and lots more success to come. I am so thrilled I was able to talk to you today. Uh, James Lucas, everyone from Grape Cat, and um, don't worry, we're going to put the link below so you guys can click on it, and um, thank you so much again for, for making the time to talk to us today. Oh, great. Thank you so much. So there you go, everyone. James Lucas from GrapeCat.com, making the world a little bit better each day, and I have to say... That was one of the most enjoyable interviews that I have done in, well, to be honest with you, I love interviewing everyone. It was, it was the best one of the day. (laughs) So if you are interested in trying to use corporate social responsibility as, again, not just a vehicle for doing well, but also for doing good, I think that as an entrepreneur, I think that I personally feel that, um, again, I can further my good deed-doing agenda using my business. And, again, I can also further my business by incorporating my passions and really connecting with consumers on an emotional level, people who share the same values that I do. And I would recommend that to to any small business or really any large business. Corporate social responsibility is is a fabulous vehicle to really get the word out, both about yourself and about the causes that you care about. So the best thing I can tell you, the best advice I can give you, is to 
examine those core values that you have. What do you value as a company? What do you value as a person who is running or contributing to a business? It is very, very important to take those values and see how you can translate them into the real world. Also, I would recommend that you ask the people that you work with, not just your customers what's important to them and find something similar, but also ask the people that you work with. If you have employees, ask them. Also ask vendors or other people that you do business with who don't actually work for you or who are your customers, but people who work with you, colleagues. And I think it's very important, again, whether you focus on improving your community, improving your planet, improving the lives of animals or people or anyone that you're really interested in helping, make sure that when you look at your bottom line, you look at your business and how things are working, make sure that having that as your priority really reflects what it is that you're doing. In other words, practice what you preach and just be honest about it. So that is our show for today. I hope that you have enjoyed yourself. And again, a very special thank you to James Lucas of GrapeCat.com. And next time, you're going to love the next show we have. We have a really big, important surprise for you that you're just going to adore. So remember, in the future, if you need advice on health, wealth, abundance, positivity, all you need to do is consult the sage. And please go to my website, consultthesage.com, and check out what's new. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Take care. Bye. With the City Business Advantage Platinum Select World MasterCard, you can turn staplers and more into a new adventure when you earn American Airlines Advantage miles on all your business purchases, from office supplies to airline tickets to car rentals. Find out more at city.com slash fly.